your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Friday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, September 24th, 2021. Your boy Q here. You can find me on Twitter, as many of you do, at your boy Q254. Appreciate anyone who reaches out, follows, hits me up with a message, whatever it is. Definitely appreciate you when you hit me up by way of Twitter. Again, at your boy Q254. And then, of course, we got the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line always Wide open like some old school TV antenna, 707-654-4693. And it's been very active. <laughs> all week long, it's been very active. And again, appreciate all the feedback. Uh, for anyone who's new to the show, anyone who's a new booty to the show, uh, I really like to do the podcast similar to my radio show. So I like to get a lot of interaction with the listeners because it's about you. I mean, I can sit there and talk to myself all day long, and but... Having interaction from Raider Nation is what it's all about. So that's why we have the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, and that's why it's always wide open like small school TV antennas. Now, I know I didn't get any calls on yesterday's show. That's because I had the crossover edition with Kyle Krabs, host of Locked On Fins. That's just something that we do on Thursdays. Sometimes it works out where I can get a call or two in. Sometimes it doesn't. Thursday was one of those days, but hopefully you enjoyed the edition. Kyle's a really good dude. It was fun to catch up with him, talk all things Dolphins and all things uh, Raiders. And apparently, I was told by Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com, the guy I do Locked On Bets with, that episode and me talking to Kyle actually had me on the news in Miami. <laughs> so who would have thought, right? I don't know how that happened. He said that uh, he turned on the news and uh, there it was. There was part of my conversation was on the news in Miami. So I guess on places that I don't even know about at times. So that's pretty cool. But uh, that was a fun episode. And, and I think that it gave a real good idea of what to expect from the Miami Dolphins when they head to Las Vegas and take on the Raiders on Sunday at one o'clock kickoff at Allegiant Stadium. Now, what should you expect on today's show? Well, we're going to get back to those calls and texts coming up in segment number three, so you will be heard from Raider Nation today. Please believe that. We're going to finish this week really strong, so I definitely want to get some feedback from Raider Nation. That's coming up in segment number three. Segment number two on Fridays ahead of games, I like to give the keys of the game, what I think will be the most important elements of the game for the Raiders to improve to 3-0 and on the season. And by the way, that'll be the first time, if they do win this game on Sunday, it'll be the first time they start a season 3-0 and since 2002. You know what happened in 2002 when they started the season 3-0? They went to the Super Bowl. I'm just saying. They went to the Super Bowl the last time they started 3-0. Now, I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen if they win this game on Sunday against the Miami Dolphins. I'm just saying the last time that they started 3-0, they went to the Super Bowl. First game of the season, they beat the Seattle Seahawks 31-17 at home. Second game of the season, they went on the road and beat the Steelers 30-17. Third game of the season, they were at home, and they defeated the Tennessee Titans 52-25. to So there's some patterns there. Two home games and a game with the Steelers in the first three games. That happened in 2002, and it's happening in 2021. Again, not saying that they're going to go to the Super Bowl if they win this third game, but it's a nice sign. <laughs> it's a better sign than some, right? It's more positive. I like to see some positivity, and that's a pretty positive sign. Uh, but again, it's a long season. It's a marathon, not a sprint. But I thought passing that little nugget along would be pretty cool. So in segment number two, you're going to get my keys to the game and how the Raiders can come away with that third victory to start off the season. Here in segment number one, just news in the notes of the day as we head into the weekend. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. 
Off top, I wanted to go over Thursday's injury report for the Raiders. I really want to look at the guys that did not participate and the one addition to the injury report on Thursday. So let me go through the ones that did not participate. Guard Richie Incognito, dealing with the calf injury, didn't participate, not a surprise. Running back Josh Jacobs, dealing with the ankle injury, did not participate, not a surprise. Now, I will say this, and I wasn't at practice on Thursday, but there was an initial report that Josh Jacobs had a red non-contact jersey on and he was in the stretching session. Then it was a report that he left the stretching session and went into the training room. And so everyone that was there was saying, okay, let's see if he goes out to practice when they get outside. And then there was no signs of Josh Jacobs. Well, when the injury report came out, it said that he did not participate. So all of a sudden, the folks that were there, like Vinny Bonsignor, Tashawn Reed, they all said, okay, well, apparently Josh Jacobs wasn't here. Even though there was pictures, there was video, Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated actually took a video, and it looked like Josh Jacobs. Now, I'm not going to say it was. I didn't see his number. It did look like him, but... It's just a strange mystery. So either he was out there for a quick second or he wasn't out there and that was just somebody else. But uh, on the official injury report, he did not participate. So just take that for what it's worth. Dallin Levitt, the safety, is dealing with a concussion, didn't participate, not a surprise at all. And safety, Roderick Teamer, dealing with the ankle, did not participate either. Now, I'll say this. That's significant because that's two guys that are safeties, that are depth as far as safeties go, that did not participate. Neither one of them will probably play on Sunday. And that's a big deal because Levitt's been getting a lot of uh, action on the field as a third safety when they go into the nickel. And so, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I expect Ha Ha Clinton Dix to be activated on Sunday. He is on the Raiders practice squad right now. So I expect them to put him and elevate him onto the active roster on Sunday so they have a little bit of depth because I don't think Levitt or Teamer will be active on Sunday. Now, a couple guys that were limited... On Thursday, Nick Kukowski is dealing with a concussion. Still, he's got to clear the concussion protocol, but good to see him for a second day in a row doing a little something-something. Carl Nassib dealing with the pectoral and toe injury was limited as well. And then Darius Phylon, defensive tackle, dealing with the knee injury. He was limited. It'd be nice to see all three of those guys. I'm counting on two out of three of them, though. I'm counting on Carl Nassib and Darius Phylon to play on Sunday. Of course, we'll know a little bit more today when the Friday injury report comes out a little bit later on this afternoon. John Gruden should be talking to the media around noon today, maybe about 12.15, so I'll be there for that, uh, and maybe he'll give it to us before we even get the injury report, but I do expect two out of three of those guys. I don't expect to see Kukowski out there. Don't think that he passed the concussion protocols just yet, but again, there's still a couple days before the game, so you never really know. Now, I did want real quick to tell you about the addition to the injury report, and that's safety Jonathan Abram dealing with an Achilles injury, and this was Kind of strange because during that same stretching period that I was talking about uh, Josh Jacobs being out there, all of a sudden Jonathan Abram went down and looked like he tweaked something. And that's what Vinny Bonsignor said. He said, hey, Jonathan Abram just tweaked something here in practice and left. And so he was helped to the training room and they looked at him, checked him out. But then he went and participated full. And for all reports that I'm understanding and hearing is he looked pretty good in practice. He looked like he was fine. So uh, it could just be precautionary, but uh, he did limp off to the training room. So that's something to pay attention to to see if you know maybe today he's sore and if he's able to go because if he's not able to go on Sunday then man the Raiders are really in trouble but I do expect him to be a go but uh, that was something that was kind of a concern when when Vinny said that it was uh you know that he was helped off the field especially when it came out later that it was an Achilles injury that's always something to be concerned about so I also wanted to give you a little bit of sound from the media session following practice on Thursday with Gus Bradley defensive coordinator it's always good to hear from him so just got a couple little sound bites that I want to play for you and the first one was just on 
on playing Jacoby Brissett in week three, as that's going to be Miami's quarterback. They're not going up against Tua, but they're going up against Jacoby Brissett. So what is Bradley's thoughts after having to go up against Lamar Jackson and Big Ben the first two weeks of the season? Well, I think there are different guys. Jacoby, I was fortunate enough to be with him in the senior bowl. So he's a guy that's got great presence now. I, I know just in the short period of time we were with him, the team really rallies around him. He's got that presence, very confident. He's got a strong arm. Um, you know, he, he's a guy that, you know, we've got a lot of respect for. And when you watch him on tape, you know, he had, what, 24 for 40, and he had, you know, could have been even closer to 30 for 40. So he's a guy that makes very good decisions, plays smart, got a strong arm, and, uh, you know, I know he's looking forward to this opportunity. So there's Gus Bradley kind of talking a little bit about Jacoby Brissett, what he knows about him, knows that he's pretty familiar with him because of the time they spend at the Senior Bowl. But uh, he was asked a little bit more about him because Jacoby Brissett, and I've talked about this as well, is a guy that holds on to the ball a little bit longer than he probably should, but he's still a tough out. He's still a tough character, and so he does present challenges. So Gus Bradley was asked about him holding on to the ball and also the challenges that he presents. He, he's got confidence in his arm. There's no doubt about that. I think that's why you may say at times he holds it, but you know he, he's got such a strong arm, and he he kind of you know keeps the play going in his own way. How he steps up in the pocket and eludes rush, and he does a good job with that. So he, each quarterback presents his own challenges, but he, he's got. You can just tell he's a very confident player. And, uh, you know, the, I just say it again, the team's going to rally around him. He's that type of personality. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. So with our rush, we've, you know, we always have a rush plan. We talk about, as a matter of fact, today, you know, how can we affect him? How, what's our rush plan? The style of he is. So, you know, to really, we looked at a lot of clips on him today and kind of his mannerisms and his style. So there's Gus Bradley talking about Jacoby Brissett a little bit more, talking about, you know, why it appears that he holds on to the ball a little bit longer. I'll tell you this, he absolutely holds on to the ball a little bit longer than he needs to. The Raiders have had success against Jacoby Brissett, and I do believe that they have a big opportunity on Sunday to come away with two or three sacks. I really do believe that they'll come away with two or three, and I even think that Unique Ngakwe is going to get his first sack as a Raider. I mean, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say he's going to be the guy to get two sacks because the first two games of the season, first one, Max Crosby got two sacks. Uh, second game, then all of a sudden Solomon Thomas got two sacks. I think Unique Ngakwe comes away with two sacks against the Dolphins, and part of that reason is going to be because Brissett's going to hold on to the ball and try to make a play a little bit more than he should. Instead of just getting rid of the rock, he's going to try to hold on to it, and Ngakwe will make him pay, even though he's not at 100%. So that's just my little small prediction for Sunday's game, and that's all the sound bites that I really... Oh, no, I have one more. Actually, I want to play one more sound bite for you because I think it's important uh, and it really kind of goes to what a lot of people have been saying a lot of folks have been calling in texting tweeting talking about we're going to learn a lot about this team on Sunday a game that you're expected to win and this is a game that the Raiders are expected to win and you know in the past they probably would lose that game so he was asked about if there's a process to learning how to deal with success I thought this was an interesting answer check this out yeah I think there is. There, there's no doubt. And I, I don't know if we're, you know, spend two games, I don't know if we're looking at, boy, look at the success we've had. You know, I, I think we're still a, a really a, a work in progress. But I think if you look at the big picture, yeah, um, you know, the, when you truly are appreciative of each other and pull for one another, Solomon Thomas, great example. I mean, here he is. He works his tail off, gets two sacks, and the whole entire defense in the D-line was excited for him. You know, it's, it's qualities like that that I think are so important for a defense to understand. So, and, and these guys naturally come about it. It was nothing we said or we did as coaches. I think, you know, they've done a good job bringing those types of personality in. But 
it, it can get you, right? The disease of me, where you start thinking you're the reason why we're successful. And, you know, when, when do I get rewarded? You know, that type of mentality sometimes, you know, I, I guess can be trouble. And so, you know, we do is talk about it, you know, and we teach them as long as we stay in that in that zone and appreciative of one another and pull for one another, maybe we can, you know, keep that away for a while. Don't be a victim of the disease of me. I like how he worded that. That's why I had to play that. I just love how he worded that. The disease of me. It's all about me. It's all about me. It's all about me instead of all about we. And that's how a team stays humble. You got to say it's all about we and not about me. Stay away from the disease of me. That's from defensive coordinator Gus Bradley right there. So uh, definitely like that. Thought that was great. Had to bring that to the table. Final little nugget for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast news and notes of the day. Head coach Tom Flores, Hall of Fame head coach Tom Flores is going to be celebrated at halftime. He's actually going to receive his Hall of Fame ring. Uh, But yeah, it's going to be a nice... kind of celebration, like I said, of head coach Tom Flores. There's going to be a lot of alumni in town, so you're definitely going to want to pay attention. Don't just make a run. Don't make a dash to the bathroom or to the concession stand. Uh, make sure you pay attention to what goes on at Tom at uh, halftime as head coach Tom Flores is honored. Also, before the game, his grandson, who happens to be named Brian Flores, is going to be singing the national anthem. And no, it's not that Brian Flores, not the Dolphins' head football coach, but his grandson. And apparently, he's an actor who's been on Broadway uh, in musicals, and so apparently, uh, this is going to be the second time that he's performed the national anthem he did it before the Raiders and Rams preseason game back in 2019 so thought that was an interesting nugget as well it's going to be a celebration all day Sunday of head football coach Tom Flores and his hall of fame enshrinement so that's all I got for you for segment number one of today's locked on Raiders podcast coming up with segment number two keys to the game I got four of them what are the four things that need to happen for the Raiders to come away with the victory and then improve to three and oh on the young season I'll tell you all about that in segment number two before I get to that though i'll tell you about built bar that needs to happen as well nine great flavors to choose from right now coconut coconut almond cherry raspberry mint brownie peanut butter brownie double chocolate and salted caramel you can get a box or mixed box which is well two of each of the flavors uh, there's something for everyone there a really good taste and protein bar so uh, if you have that late night snack if you're watching a game and you just got to go to the cabinet and get something Get a built Bar. Don't get a candy bar. Get a built Bar. It's good for you. It tastes great. Tastes like a candy bar. But as I said multiple times, it is good for you. Also, right now at a very limited time, they have, and they always have these specials, they have cookie dough chunk. You got to get it before it's gone. I'm telling you, it ain't going to last too long. <laughs> it really won't. It's been up there for a couple days now, so it's going to be done pretty quick, fast, and in a hurry. So if you're a big uh, cookie dough chunk fan, Make sure you go get them right now. And when you go to check out, use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll save 15% off your order. That's BillBar.com, promo code LOCK15. Segment number two, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. This is Friday, September 24, 2021. So since it's Friday, since we're closing out the week really strong, I always like to give the keys to the game. What I think needs to happen for the Raiders to come out of this game with a victory and improve to 3-0 and get a victory over the Miami Dolphins. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. And I'll tell you off top, and I don't know, some people might have seen my video floating around. The Locked On Network has us doing these uh, keys to the game, or at least one good key to the game little video, little one-minute teaser video. You might have seen that floating around on Thursday, and it's because that's the most important key, and that is ball security. 
They have got to be a very secure team with the ball. Derek Carr's got to be good with the ball. The running back's got to be good with the ball. The wide receiver's got to be good with the ball. If you have the ball in your hand, you have got to be secure with it. The Miami Dolphins do a really good job of forcing fumbles. Uh, Obviously, they have two really good defensive backs. Xavier Howard is a ball hawk. But for some reason, the whole team finds ways to get the ball. And they have a big, long streak going right now. Uh, The longest streak in the NFL, matter of fact, of causing a fumble. And just because you cause a fumble doesn't mean that you get the ball. As we saw Derek Carr fumble the ball a couple times on Sunday against the Steelers, and the Raiders were able to get it back. But you still don't want to even take that chance. So I would say off top, ball security is a must. And I'm not really concerned about Derek Carr throwing too many picks. Uh, I know that Xavier Howard has gotten him a couple times in the past, but I think Derek Carr is very smart with the ball. Uh, he's very calculated with the ball. So he's going to do what he's got to do now. I mean, he is going and doing the 50-50 balls every once in a while. He is giving his wide receivers a chance, uh, like you saw Henry Ruggs get that chance on Sunday. He is going to give Brian Edwards a chance here and there, but I still think it will be a calculated risk. I don't think he's just going to go out there and get reckless. But we all know the one thing that Derek Carr does, and he does it more than any other quarterback in the league, is he gets strip sacked quite a bit. And those guys, that Miami, uh, those those edge rushers, uh, you know, the guys coming up the gut, they're going to be swiping at the ball because, again, they're on a streak right now of causing fumbles. That's just something that they're very good at. So the ball security has got to be a must. Derek Carr's got to clean that up in the pocket anyway, but – He's got to really be on his A game when it comes to security. And even the running backs. You know, if it's Kenyon Drake, I don't think Josh Jacobs is going to go. So if it's Kenyon Drake, if it's Peyton Barber, those guys have really got to hold on to the ball. I'll tell you, that was the one concern I had on Sunday when the Raiders started running the rock, especially with Peyton Barber. And I know that he really hasn't had a lot of burn so far this season. I kept saying, just cover up the ball. Cover up the ball. Make sure that you don't put that thing on the turf because if you do, then all of a sudden Pittsburgh is back in that game. But he did a good job. Kenyon Drake did a good job. They've got to do that same thing. they got to replicate that same thing on Sunday against the Miami Dolphins. So that's key number one for me. The other key as far as offense goes, the wide receivers are going to have to win versus some really good Miami defensive backs. Xavier Howard talked about him in great length. I, I actually respect the hell out of Xavier Howard. Covered him when he was at Baylor, and I know what kind of guy he is, and I know what kind of player he is, and he goes and makes plays. So whoever he's on, if it's you know Henry Ruggs, if it's Brian Edwards, even if he drops into the slot and starts covering up Hunter Renfro, or even if he decides to get a little squirrely and go against Darren Waller, those guys have got to find ways to win. They've got to find ways to win at the line of scrimmage. They've got to make themselves available so Derek Carr has someone to hit. Uh, I think that Kenyon Drake's going to be somewhat of an X factor because it is going to be tough to get to the the ball to those wide receivers consistently. So I think you'll see Kenyon Drake probably catch five or six passes out of the backfield. I really do believe that that's going to happen. But you've got to see Brian Edwards make himself available. You've got to see Henry Ruggs win at the line of scrimmage and make himself available. And oh, by the way, on the other side, talking about really good defensive backs, how about Byron Jones? This guy covers wide receivers like a glove. He's like a blanket. He will cover the hell out of a wide receiver. He doesn't intercept the ball very often, but he does cover up, and he is a really good defender. So uh, it's going to be tough for whoever he's guarding and whoever uh, Xavier Howard is guarding to get open and get available and make a big play like you saw on Sunday. You saw some big plays uh, down the middle of the field. Of course, the big one to Henry Ruggs. You saw Brian Edwards get a little loose, got a, uh, a short pass, and, and broke an arm tackle and turned it into about a 14-, 15-yard play. I mean, there was times, there was opportunities that the Raiders were able to get loose on Sunday. It's going to be very difficult to beat those DBs. They're very comfortable in man-to-man coverage. They'll play that cat defense. I got this cat, you got that cat. 
You do your job, I'm going to do mine. I mean, that's the kind of defense that they're going to play, and it will be very difficult. So you got to see those wide receivers win at the line of scrimmage and win those routes and make themselves available for Derek Carr, and that will help him get the ball out of his hands quicker so that he doesn't have to worry about those edge rushers and those guys coming up the gut, the defensive tackles, swiping at the ball and trying to cause that fumble. I could go on and on about the offensive line and what they got to do, but I just think that they just need to continue to gel. They just need to continue to work as hard as they can and do the best that they can. I mean, it's going to be a progress. It's not something that they're going to be able to do overnight. So that's not even one of my big keys to the game because that's kind of a no-brainer. Just continue to work. But I will flip it over on the defensive side of things. Now, I gave you a couple keys offensively. Now I want to flip it over to the defensive side of things. So my third key of the game, they've got to continue to get home with the front four. They've got to be able to get pressure on the quarterback with the front four without having to blitz. They haven't blitzed very much this season yet. They got to keep on being able to get home. Max Crosby, Unique Ngakwe, uh, Carl Nassib, if he's out there, Solomon Thomas, Jonathan Hankins, whoever's out there, Darius Phylon, those guys have a nice rotation going. Clee Furl, get on the field, Clee, and do something. Have more than 12 snaps like you had against Pittsburgh. Do something. Get productive. Get active. Get home. They've got to do that. They've got to continue to get home with the front four, and that makes everyone else's job easier when they do that. They've done a hell of a job so far this season getting home. Matter of fact, uh, I know that I played Gus Bradley sound bites in segment number one, but Gus Bradley was asked about his defensive line getting home and the fact that he doesn't have to blitz all the time, you know, and, and was asking, hey, is it because they've been so successful or is it because you're trying to hold on to it so it's a little bit more, you know, of a surprise when you do send a blitz? So here's Gus Bradley talking about that defensive line before we go on. Maybe a little bit of both. I think that we do rely on those guys and we you know every game we kind of get a feel for how we're rushing and how we're pressuring the quarterback in this league you have to affect him somehow you have to find a way so I think we pick and choose you know we have blitzes in our package and we're not afraid to do them you know and and when those opportunities present themselves but as the game goes on I think we try to get a feel for you know what offenses are doing some of the protections we're getting and then you know pick and choose our times but I mean there might be games where we pressure a lot it really depends on the team that we're seeing and what we feel like we need to create energy on our team. So there's defensive coordinator Gus Bradley just talking about the defensive line and the fact that they haven't had the blitz yet. Really, they haven't. I think two get two times they've blitzed so far in two games, which is great. <laughs> That's a great staff. You've only blitzed twice in two games. You're doing something. I mean, the Baltimore Ravens, and this is what they do. They blitz. They blitz the Raiders 17 times in week one. The Raiders have blitzed twice in two full games. Now, that leads me to my fourth key, which is you've got to stop the run. The Miami Dolphins, as you heard me talk about, if you listen to the crossover edition on Thursday with Kyle Krabs, I believe that they're going to try to establish the run. He believed they're going to try to establish the run, which will suck up the safeties, will suck up the linebackers to the line of scrimmage if they're able to be successful in the run game. So, the Raiders have got to be able to do that. They've got to also not only get to the quarterback with their front four, but they've got to be able to really stymie that run game. Now, they were able to do a good job against Najee Harris the week before, so I feel confident that they can do it. They just got to go out there and do it. You know what I mean? If there's an opportunity for the Miami Dolphins to, to maybe get a little comfortable on offense, is if they can establish a run game. Now, again, I think Najee Harris is better than any running back that the Dolphins have, but they do have running backs that can go. Miles Gaskin hasn't had a great season, but he's averaging five and a, almost five and a half yards a carry. Now, he's only had 74 yards on the season, but almost five and a half yards a carry. Malcolm Brown, almost averaging four yards a carry. So they can get it done. They haven't done it a lot. They've only rushed for 145 yards on the season. But if they can get that thing going, if they can get cooking a little bit, again, it'll change the way that the Raiders play defense. So I think that the Raiders need to really make sure that they concentrate and stop the run and then be able to get to the quarterback with their front four and not have to blitz, not have to commit more guys than they need to to try to get to Jacoby Brissett 
set. Uh, again, he holds the ball a little bit longer than, than most quarterbacks, in my opinion. So I think that they have that opportunity. As a matter of fact, wouldn't be surprised to see the Raiders come up with a couple strip sacks. But uh, they just got to find a way to get home with the front four. They've got to be able to get to the quarterback, and they've got to be able to stop the run. So that's what I got for you. I do believe the Raiders come out with a victory. 24-17, I believe is what I said. Uh, I've been saying that they're going to win by three, and the first game they won by six, and then the next game they won by nine. So I'm going to say that they come away with that 24-17 victory. They win by seven on Sunday and improve to 3-0 and on the season. If that's the conversation, boy, Monday is going to be on and popping. The Locked On Raider Podcast voicemail line is going to be loaded. I'm telling you, absolutely Absolutely loaded. There'll be calls, texts, everyone fired up. So uh, we will see how it shakes out, but that's how I believe it goes down. Those are the four keys to the game that I have. Ball security is a must. Wide receivers got to win versus the Miami DBs. Getting home with the front four and stopping the run. That's how you win the game on Sunday. That's how you improve to 3-0. That's what I got for you for segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. I mentioned the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, calls and texts. That's coming up next, 707-654-4693. That is the number. Before we get to that, though, I do want to tell you about a couple of great sponsors here of the Locked On Raiders podcast, and the first one is Run Your Pool. And Run Your Pool is actually a lot of fun, and I've been uh, you know, dibbling and dabbling in Run Your Pool. I, I actually established my own pool, Locked On Raiders podcast you can look it up on runyourpool.com you can be part of it you know you can just go through i'm just doing the pickums i'm not doing the survivor because that's um that's a really tough one man that one's one's for smart people i'm not that smart but i can pick games pretty well so runyourpool.com that's what i'm doing right now i got my own little contest going you can check it out under locked on raiders podcast but it makes it so easy to have a football pool with friends family even co-workers they got so many different formats. They have the Survivor I mentioned, Pick'em. That's the one I'm doing. Squares, Margin, Confidence Pools, 33. They got even more than that. Like I said, it takes a smart person to do some of these. I can't do that, but the Pick'em, I'm good with. Run Your Pool will host a format for NFL and college football games, so maybe college football is your game. They have the one-week games, full-season playoffs, and even the Super Bowl. And unlike most fantasy sport platforms, Run Your Pool has options and settings so you can customize it and make it your own. You can even brand your pool for your local business, maybe a bar. Maybe you're someone that works at a bar and you want to do this with the folks that come in, the regulars. You can do that. There's nearly 2 million football fans involved in run your pool right now you could be part of that even bring some of your friends along maybe even reconnect with some of your friends from back in the day it's not too late to start a pick em or survivor pool for survivor leagues that have already lost well they also offer revival pools where you can restart your pool at a discount so check it out right now check them out today and get ten dollars off at runyourpool.com slash locked on or use the promo code locked on at checkout anywhere everywhere in the world run your pool helps friends and colleagues compete don't miss out. The NFL season is off to an exciting start. So go to runyourpool.com slash locked on and have your pool up and running in minutes. And trust me, it only takes minutes. Runyourpool.com slash locked on. I also want to tell you about betonline.ag and it's football season. Been talking about it in a major way. Pro, college, doesn't matter. Right now, betonline.ag is your number one spot, your number one source for all the odds, the props, the contests. You got to go to betonline.ag. Check out the website on your mobile device or your laptop. Sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus. That's right, a 100% welcome bonus if you use the promo code Locked On. They've got football. They've got baseball. They've got boxing. UFC is a big UFC card coming up this weekend. Vegas casino games. They got all that. Don't wait. Take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, 
Again, betonline.ag. They are your online sportsbook experts. Segment number three, it's up next. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. You know the number, 707-654-4693. Let's go ahead and start things off with a text from Silver and Black Canuck. Hey, Q. Was wondering about the Dolphins game. With the busted up O-line and a backup in Jacoby Brissett, who likes to hold on to the ball, do you think we see Gus stick with the current plan, or do we see some more pressure up front and maybe even some more blitzing? Cornerback blitz especially. They say don't fix what ain't broke, but you're always looking to get better and tweak things. This might be one of those things to tweak for this week. Thanks for providing the best year-round content. You're a lifesaver for fans like me up north. Peace and love. That's from Silver and Black Canuck. And, you know, it's funny. Talked about not blitzing and talking about getting home with the front four in segment number two. Uh, a cornerback blitz here and there. Maybe a Nate Hobbs blitz. I can see that. I could definitely see a Nate Haas blitz. That's something that they did a little bit in the preseason. Uh, I could see them kind of springing that on the on the Dolphins on Sunday a little bit, but I don't. I honestly, I don't expect to see it very much. Uh, Gus Bradley, if you go back to the history of Bradley, he really wants to get home with the front four. So again, he and he talked about it a little bit. You heard it in segment number two. He might sprinkle that in there, a little dibble and dabble. You, you're right. You always want to continue to reinvent yourself, but I think for the most part. 95, 96% of the game, you're going to see them try to get home with their front four. So thank you so much for that text. I appreciate you. Next up, got a call from Raider Tony. He's calling to talk about the podcast and this week's game. Here he is, Raider Tony. Hey, what's up, Q? It's your boy, Raider Tony, a.k.a. King Raider, out here in L.A., California. Sunday morning out here, just got done listening to the podcast. And, well, I called yesterday, as a matter of fact, as well, and I just wanted to mention, nobody would mind having that your podcast on for about an hour or two, <laughs> especially when you're giving out so much good info and it's entertaining to listen to, man. Uh, just keep on doing your thing, man. Keep with the good work. Like I said, nobody would mind that show a little bit longer. Man, I think uh, in, uh, touching on the game on on Sunday, though, I think we got this. Kobe Brissett, I don't see that as a problem. Not at all. So, as always, great nation. Just win, baby. There he goes. Raider Tony in L.A. Thank you, my man. I would love to have a longer podcast. I would. Been there, done that already. But, you know, the network says they have it a certain length of time. I try to follow that the best I can. I still kind of go over quite a bit. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I get it. <laughs> I get it. So that's why we do the show every single day so you continue to have some, some good content to go to. Uh, as far as the game, I think the Raiders should win. But, you know, you cannot take Miami lightly. I think Hondo Carpenter said on the morning tailgate with Clay Baker on Thursday, I think he said it best. He said, I'm not taking Miami at a minimum, but I'm maximizing the Raiders or something like that. I, he said something to that extent, and I thought it was really good. Um, but basically, he was like, I'm not trying to disrespect Miami and say that the Raiders should run over them. I'm just saying that the Raiders are a better team in the way that they're playing. If they're playing to the fullest of their ability, they should win the game. So uh, that's kind of where I'm at as well. Thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Next up is a text from George in the OC. Q, love your show. First time reaching out to you. It means he's a new booty. I like how you don't sugarcoat anything and you tell it like it is. Keep up the work. I'll be going to the game this weekend, of course, for the rest of the season as I am a season ticket holder. I was wondering if you happen to know what activities or if any players will be available for signatures. Living in California, OC, I don't hear of anything. All the information I get is from your show. That's why I listen every day. Much appreciated. George from the OC, go Raiders. And George, thank you so much for uh, texting into the show, my man. I appreciate you. And I don't think there'll be any players that are out 
doing any autograph sessions or anything. I know Josh Jacobs did his signing right before the season started, but I don't expect to see any players do anything. But I will say, myself and Vinny Bonsignor will be at the Rockstar on Saturday uh, right there off of Las Vegas Boulevard. It's right across from Town Square. We'll be there uh, starting at 5 o'clock on Saturday evening. The wife will be there. Our daughter will be there. Family will be there. It's free to get in. Now, if there's a lot of people there, they may charge the park, which is maybe at the most 10 bucks. but it's really a good time out, and you should come by and check it out. So that's the Rockstar Bar and Grill will be at starting at uh, 5 o'clock on Saturday evening. So come on out and say what's up. Next up, I got a call from Raider916 at Sacramento, California. He's calling to talk about that new Raiders song with Too Short and Ice Cube, Raiders Colors. That's the one that they performed at halftime on the season opener against the Ravens. Then he's also talking about the season and the start that the Raiders have gotten off to as they're 2-0. Here he is, Raider916. Hey, Q, this is Raider916 here. Hello, Raider family. Uh, you know, I just calling, man, and want to compliment you. Uh, you are on so much right now, bro. I cannot keep track of all the programs that you're on, and you're just blowing up big time, and I knew you were going to do that. That's why I always call you big time, because pretty soon you're going to be calling them Raider games at one point. Um, anyways, uh, wanted to share with you, man, I love that that hit from Ice Cube and Too Short, the new Raider song, and I believe uh, Neo, Neo as well. I think it's great that you have Oakland, you have Los Angeles, and you have representation of Nevada all together in one song. That is awesome. And not only that, the song is on hit. I want to throw something out to the Raider Nation. How many football teams have Too Short and Ice Cube rapping for their team, making a complete song for their team? I know the Niners had a couple rap local stars rap their 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 song, but I'm telling you, it is nothing like what we have, nation. We are the true nation. Anyways, man, we are fortunate. We have two of the top rap artists that have been known for generations already, Too Short and Ice Cube. Think about that, Raider Nation, and that is a true nation right there. We're all true nations, and to have Ice Cube and Too Short rap, that's, that's, some, uh, that's some real stuff right there. That's West Coast. West Coast love and nation love all the way around. Anyway, much love, Raider Nation. We are 2-0, and I have a feeling that we are going to be 3-0. and Let's just pray that, you know, the Raiders can increase in their wins and not in their losses. Increase in the wins. So we got to get past that number six win, and once we get into seven and eight, then I, I'm, this is just me speaking, then I'm feeling really solid about the team that we have, but... As many of the callers had already mentioned in past previous shows that I listened to, uh, the Raiders do look pretty solid as of right now. But, you know, uh, we don't want to get our hopes up too high because we know as Raider fans what last year did to us. So, but, uh, I, like you've been saying, Hugh, I got a different feel. I got a different feeling about this team as well. That defense is looking good. I like the way they're staying ahead of, of the game. They're not letting people get behind them too much. And uh, I, I think we've got a good mix of folks, a good mix of guys in there. And our coaches really doing a good job. Seems like everybody's on the same page. Anyways, one love, Raider Nation. Raider 916, out. There he goes, Raider916. And yeah, man, that song's pretty dope. And we actually had Too Short on my show on Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio on the season opener on that Monday night football game. We had him on talking about that song. And then he performed it with Ice Cube at halftime. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, as far as the season goes, yeah, man, 2-0. It doesn't get any better than that, right? Now, they need to win this game on Sunday. 
That they're, and they're expected to win it, so they should be 3-0, and and we're talking on Monday, but you've got to go win the games that you're expected to win. You just have to. I mean, in this league, it's a, it's a win-loss league. You've got to go win the games you're expected to win, and then there's 50-50 games that you got to try to steal some. And the Raiders got one of them 50-50 games. Hell, they probably got two of those 50-50 games with Baltimore and Pittsburgh. This one is a game that they should win, especially you got a backup quarterback coming in, and I don't really care that he's been a starter in the league. I mean, I know he's got skills. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I showed him respect in segment number two, but if you're the Raiders' defense, you should take that personal and say, hey, we're going to win this game. We're going to go out there and put our will on this team. And that's exactly what they need to do. So thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Next up, got a text from Somay from Provo, Utah. Hey, Q. Somay from Provo, Utah again. Bro, the judge? Are you kidding me? You killing it, Q. Tell DeMond to start playing Eric B. Don't sweat the technique on your radio show. LOL. Great interview. And thanks again, Raiders. That's from Somay from Provo, Utah. He's talking about the Lester Hayes interview that we had on Wednesday. The judge. Great interview. It was about 30 minutes long, man. And he was awesome. There's going to be a point where I play that interview again. It was so good. He had me fired up. He had me pumped up. So, yeah, I definitely appreciate that text, my man. And I'll tell DeMond to play that Eric B. and Rakim. Don't sweat the technique. I got you. Definitely appreciate you. Just got a couple more before we get up out of here. Uh, how about a call from Raider Rev out the 704? He's calling to talk about what he's seeing from the silver and black and what is a lifelong Raider fan he's reminded of when he watches this team. Here he is, Raider Rev out the 704. What's up, Q, Raider Nation, my family. This is Rev Raider calling out the 704. I just wanted to call in, man, and say I'm loving what I'm seeing, and I'm making sure that I'm calling you to let you know that this national media has to change the narrative on what they've been saying about us, and it's forcing them to cover us and give us the coverage that they wasn't going to give us. I like this team. It reminds me of the Raiders I've been watching since 1976. Strong, physical, smash-mouth defense and an over-the-top offense. I'm loving what I'm seeing, and I just want to say a prayer for our next opponent. Lord, forgive us for what we're about to do, because we're about to get up in them, Raider Nation! There he goes. That's Rev Raider. Got him backwards. I I didn't major name backwards, my man. I called you Raider Rev. I apologize for that, but a great call. Love the passion. Love the energy, and I like the comparison as well, and and the reason I like the comparison is, obviously, they don't play the same way that they did back in the day when you first started watching them, because those would all be penalties now, but it's funny because it takes me back to the Lester Hayes interview that I was talking about earlier uh, on Wednesday, and he kind of alluded to that too he said hey I I had flashbacks I started seeing uh, how we played now of course they did it legally they're doing it legally not the way that they did it back in the day because now that would be illegal but uh, he saw the same kind of tendency so I understand exactly what you're saying but of course they have to stay within the boundaries of the rules these days so uh, yeah man just thought that that was a cool little comparison so thank you so much for that let's go ahead and close things out with another call we'll double up real quick brother Marquise in the 305 at Miami one time he's up he's calling to talk about this weekend's game and the fact that this is the first game this season that the Raiders are expected to win. How that could change things up. Here he is, Brother Marquise in a 305, Rep Miami one time. Raider Nation, Brother Marquise, what up, Q? Hope all is well. Um, give me a call, quick call, because um, I just want to comment on the season so far, man. In, in, in fun, man. It's fun, man. It's a fun season, man. These guys, kids, guys is, are playing hard. They seem like they're having fun, and, and it's just contagious throughout the whole, throughout both sides of the ball, so um, I'm excited about what we see and what we're seeing. Um, the main reason I'm on the call is because this is going to be an interesting week to me because this is the only week, well, the first week, I don't say the only week, first week where 
people expect us to win. So, you know, it's easy, a lot easier to get up for games when you're the underdog, to try to prove someone wrong and try to shut up the critics and things like that. I think it's a lot harder when you're on the opposite side of that, of that spectrum and people are coming after you and um, everyone expects you to win. Um, so it, especially, and I, and I understand that maybe it was in the locker room, it's, it's you know, every, the expectations are not as prevalent as something that you would see on the national media. They, they, they respect their opponents a lot more than probably the national media does. However, they are a young team. And it's easy for young teams to start sipping the Kool-Aid. It's easy for young teams to not prepare as well as they need to. And so I'm hoping that that's not the case. I'm hoping that we come out there and, and beat them the way we should beat them. And I know Q made the comment about the Broncos schedule, about them obviously not playing the toughest opponents, but nevertheless taking care of business and beating the teams you're supposed to beat. And there's a lot to be said for that. And so it's, it's not as easy to beat the teams you're supposed to be as 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 the the you know most people would lead you to believe. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing how we respond to that, how to respond to being the front runner in there, and uh, see if we can hold on and do what we need to do. Um, another interesting stat that I, that I did bring up that that I didn't bring up. I'm sorry, but uh, goes along with our youth. Is actually I read the other day is that it was it was mind blowing me that if you take the quarterbacks out of out of the out of the scenario, you know our, our roster is like the youngest roster in the NFL. Take away the quarterbacks, it's pretty crazy. Um, I I didn't realize that. So um, it's going to be a big test for our youth and for our young guys, and hopefully our leaders uh, lead them in the right way. Um, Mark, Brother Marquise out. There he goes. That's Brother Marquise in the 305. Rep Miami one time, and I swear every time I say that, I see Uncle Luke in my head. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Every time I say that, I see Uncle Luke talking about Brother Marquis in the 305 from Miami one time. Let's go. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I can picture every time. And I appreciate the call, man. It's been a while since I heard from you. I appreciate you. And uh, yeah, this is definitely a character building game for the Raiders, especially those young cats, like you mentioned, man. This is a game, and many people have talked about it, that you're going to find out a lot about this team. You really are going to find out because, again, like you said, this is the first game they're expected to win. So what do they do when the expectations are on them to win? Gus Bradley said, and you heard it in segment number one, that there is a process of expectations, of learning to deal with expectations. Have the Raiders created and gone through that process? Well, we'll find out on Sunday. As far as the age things, if you take away the quarterback, it's very interesting. But it's also not surprising because they've had a lot of draft picks over the last few years. So uh, they definitely got a lot of young dudes on the squad, but they got some veterans in some key spots that I think help out in a major way. But thank you so much for that call, my man. I do appreciate you. So that's it. That's all I got for today's show. That's all I got for this week. Uh, coming up on Sunday, obviously, is the game. It kicks off at 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. If you're going to be in Las Vegas and you're going to be around town on Saturday, you're looking for something to do, come on by the Rockstar. Just come on by, hang out. Myself and Vinny Bonsignor will be there holding it down around 5 p.m. And uh, we had a great time the first time we did it. So I think it's only going to be bigger and better live music it's free to get in great drink specials just come on and hang out man we're going to be there again at the rockstar right there on uh, las vegas boulevard right there on the strip it's further down the strip it's right across from town square uh, you cannot miss us it's a golf course and everything right there so uh, come check us out holla at your boy uh, we will see you on sunday or we'll talk to you on monday that's how we get down until then raider nation take care of your family love on your family and as always just win baby